Well, I'm joined by Eskimos President and CEO Len Rhodes. Uh, Len, normally when we get together like this, we talk about football. Uh, today that's not going to be the case. We'll probably talk football at some point, but uh, today we're going to talk more about life. Uh, I know you've had a very interesting four, five, six months um, diagnosed with cancer in the fall of last year. Tell me about, first off, the diagnosis and, and how you found out. Sure. Yeah, it's a uh, real life. Let's start off by saying, uh, you know, we're all just uh, human beings and we're all just one incident away from something happening that could impact us in a negative way, but also in a positive way. It was in the summertime during a routine medical morley that I, uh, the doctor picked up on something, a high uh, level of PSA from a blood test. That sometimes is a, a leading indicator that there could be an issue with your prostate. Uh, that alone is not sufficient in terms of determining whether you have uh, cancer or not. But my family doctor recommended that I go see a urologist. And the urologist uh, looked at my data. I uh, submitted another blood test, and it showed that there could be something that we have to look at a little more closely. So he recommended that I go for a biopsy. And the biopsy took place in late October or early November of uh, this past year. And unfortunately, I came back from Grey Cup. Uh, out of Toronto, two or three days later, I go get my results, and I heard the words that no one wants to hear. Len, unfortunately, you have cancer. And uh, so I was thrown aback because even up to that point in time, Morley, in my mind, there's no way I have cancer. No one in my family has cancer. I even joked with the doctor, my family, we all die from heart attacks. This is new territory. And the doctor says, oh, stop being silly. But I use humor sometimes to deal with stress. And unfortunately, that was uh, one situation. But he said, there's good news. You're, uh, you're diagnosed as stage one cancer, and which means that generally that's treatable. And uh, I quickly, after basically shutting down for a few seconds and just coming to grips that the Len Rhodes has cancer, uh, what do I do about it? So the next 48 hours of November was really, really difficult. But I took the, uh, the week to actually a, think about my mortality but also to get educated. Um, I didn't know much about this disease, again, because I don't have any prior history. And mm -hmm. it's funny, when something doesn't touch you, even though there's commercials on the air all the time about cancer, I'm not really paying attention. But if there's one another topics that relate more to my day-to-day, -day, then I'm paying more attention and I'm more engaged. Well, t trust me, I became immediately engaged with the topic of cancer. And I did a lot of things, including reading about it online. Uh, someone handed me a book on prostate cancer. And I spoke to people, I reached out to people who I knew had a history of the uh, same situation and I quickly got educated and um, I had options. So the uh, doctor said, well, we're not going to make a decision. So when he informed me that day that I was diagnosed with cancer, he says, there are other options. He says, I'm a surgeon, so my expertise is removing the uh, prostate, but there's other uh, forms of therapy, including radiation. So I went to see uh, an oncologist who gave me other options, and then I had more tests, and it came down to allowing me to understand what treatment options exist, which ones are eligible for me, given my circumstances, and ultimately making a decision. So I chose uh, something called brachytherapy. It's internal radiation, but it's targeted, and it's phenomenal in terms of the innovation and R&D that goes into medicine. Now, I had never been in a hospital for anything more than a broken arm or a few stitches. So this was all new territory for me. Uh, so I made a decision to go for a treatment, not ignore it. So there's two pieces of learning here is A, go for your medicals, everyone. 
it's really important. No one is immune from having any issues. I didn't know I had any issues. I was feeling good. I went into a medical thinking it was going to be just another routine medical. Len, watch your blood pressure, eat right, do this, get exercise. But this was a total surprise to me. But after learning that, unfortunately, I was dealt those cards, I said, okay, I'm not going to ignore it. Because as men, I think as a gender, we're worse uh, than women. We, A, don't go for medicals the way we should in general. And B, we don't really want to hear that there's issues. But while it's not the best news, you need to know if you've got something because then you can deal with it, and that's my philosophy. Uh, yeah, that's. I guess that's the message, and I know you're, you You told me you want to get that message out more than anything, is go to your doctor. Make sure that you get the tests, and if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. You go on with your life, but if there's something there, you want to catch it as early as possible, and you want to do exactly what you've done. Do the research, do your due diligence, and uh, make what is, I'm sure, a very tough choice. This is very important, is that everyone understands that uh, we are all uh, simply human beings, and we can all be impacted by something. So the learning, I always try to take a positive out of a negative. I, I don't want to be in a situation where I have cancer, but I do. And I can't do anything about that other than looking for treatment, informing others, and using the platform as president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos to say, look, I've got something I thought would never touch me. It has, and it changes your life overnight, but it's not the end of the world if you get it treated quickly and you listen to the authorities at the medical side, talk to people who have had the experience, but ultimately make a decision. The worst thing is doing nothing and staying at home, procrastinating, being stressed, but not doing anything about it. How difficult was that time for you when you first heard there might be something there to when you got the news? I imagine your brain's playing all sorts of tricks on you at that point, Yeah, it's like, you know, when you had your final exams in university and you're waiting for the results... You can't do anything about it at that point. So I think it's the same analogy. Once I went for my tests, now I'm waiting for the results, but I still don't believe there's really any chance I'm going to be diagnosed with cancer. But once I'm told it's a slap in the face and your reality changes immediately, and all of a sudden and I'm enjoying and appreciating the sun rising in the morning, I'm not sweating the small stuff, so it's made me a better human being. That's a wasted opportunity if you don't learn from it and if you don't try to educate people from it as well. So uh, I'm not going to be in a situation and looking at myself as a victim. I have a great attitude about this. I think I'm surprising a lot of people. I think I'm surprising myself. It's shitty, quite frankly, to be told you have cancer and to know you have cancer. But what do you do about it? Because, you know, whether I live another 5, 10, 20 years, 30 years, we're all mortal. So uh, if I can delay... Uh, the eventual date, that would be great. Have a great quality of life. And so far, so great. The treatment that I've gone under is uh, is uh, well underway. And I've been treated like uh, gold when I deal with the uh, medical system in Alberta. And uh, I know you've talked about it a little bit, but you caught it early, right? Which yes. is important. And you made the right decision, you hope, to, for the treatment. So to catch it early is a key, obviously. So why is early detection important, Morley? It's important because it gives you more options. So when you're at stage one, for example, I literally had three different options. I could just wait and monitor the situation. I could go for a radical removal of my prostate, or I could go for radiation. I was eligible for all three, and the tests, I went for ultrasounds, and before that, biopsies, and they're not the most comfortable tests. But trust me, it's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more discomfort uh, when you get to a level of stage two, stage three, and stage four, when you don't have those options. So for those who do, 
uh, I really recommend that uh, the more options you have, the better you are, and the more they can do for you when how it's caught early. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. You know, I keep being told that I shouldn't feel this good, and I actually uh, felt touched. Uh, after my operation, I actually wrote a letter to my surgeon saying thank you very much. I wrote a letter to the nurses at the Cross Cancer Institute, and the doctor called me two or three days later after he received the letter. The doctor's calling me, hmm. and he's asking how I am. And I said, I'm feeling actually very good. Yes, there's some side effects, hopefully uh, short-term side effects. But all in all, boy, I feel so fortunate. I feel blessed, to be honest with you. Uh, I know you have a good support group in your family. Uh, you have a good support group, I'm sure, at your office. Yes. Uh, you also have a pretty good support group uh, with Edmonton Eskimo fans. Yes. Uh, I noticed uh, this week earlier uh, when uh, when word came out in the newspaper, uh, people on Twitter talking about you and wishing you uh, all the best. I, I know it doesn't help uh, as far as the, the physical cure goes, but I imagine it must be gratifying to see so many people reaching out to you. It's actually extremely touching because... Uh I'm just a regular Joe like uh, everyone else. And uh, when people send you uh, words of encouragement, call you, talk to you, I want to make sure, A, that people feel comfortable talking to me about it. I don't want to be the white elephant in the room. And the uh, response has been phenomenal. And I'm touched. And uh, honest to God, you know, I, I, I go under, I, I'm in general anesthesia. I'm under the, in, in the operating room for two hours. I wake up and I realize I'm dreaming about being at a home game at Commonwealth <laughs> Stadium and I'm mingling with fans. And I ask myself, God, is that a good sign or is that a bad sign? I don't know, but it's what I dreamt about. And the second thing that came to mind immediately was I'm alive. <laughs> and yeah. So those were the two factors that came into play. But our fans are phenomenal. And the people that I've been able to reach out to prior to my actual surgery to get advice and get feedback, it's amazing how when I spoke to men, who have been in this through this, how honest and open and transparent they were with me about the highs, the lows, and it's not just physical, it's emotional. So while fans, when they send me their their um, their great words, you say it doesn't change the physical side, you're right. But I believe cancer and health issues, 50% is on the mental side and it's how you feel. You can really lead things into a way or you can spiral downwards. I'm choosing to look at the positive side, and when people reach out to me, it makes a big difference to me. I'm touched. What is uh, the next step? You've had the you've had the surgery and the procedure. Um, what what happens next? Yeah, so now uh, actually to be precise, April seventh, I go back to the Cross Cancer Institute. They're going to perform more tests to see if the radioactive seeds that they literally implanted into my prostate are uh, still in the proper position. And they're going to uh, take uh, blood tests, I believe. And then over time, in the next 12 months to 20 months, the radioactive seeds through brachytherapy have a lot of work to do. So now my seeds that are in my prostate literally have to tackle the cancer tumors. So let's take the analogy of football. My front line of defense is out there working, and they're going to have a lot of work for the next 12 to 20 months. And I expect a lot from them because if they uh, fail, I'm going to fail. So uh, we're going to monitor this. In the meantime, I'm back at work. I was only away for two weeks. And it's business as usual. I feel healthy in the sense that the symptoms are limited and I have a great energy level. Len, not an easy uh, discussion to have uh, with anyone. I'm sure I appreciate you coming in and, and being open about it. And, uh, you know, you got nothing but my best wishes and, and support and prayers. And I know people around this building and all around Edmonton Eskimo fans uh, wishing you the best. And, and, and hopefully uh, you're going to beat this thing and life goes on. I truly appreciate it. And I'm making the assumption I will beat this. It's, a, it's not even a consideration for anything else. And uh, 
Before I close, you know, yesterday uh, uh, on, on Thursday, an article came out in the Sun and in the Journal, and I had a lot of response, a lot of people reaching out. And there's one particular person, though, in confidence, I won't share his name, said, I was diagnosed last year. I have not done anything about it. Would you be willing to speak to me and give me your insights? And I said, absolutely. So if we've changed the life or the destination of one person, this is all worthwhile. Len, thanks very much. Appreciate this. Thank you, Morley.